Aloha and welcome to the 13th episode of the Have Aloha Will Travel podcast. I'm your co-host, Kevin Allen. I'm Catherine Toth-Fox, and we have a special episode today. Yeah, we um, we decided that this episode would be a great episode to finally take some time and answer some questions that we get from readers and listeners and just from all of our social media channels. I know, I feel like we get a lot of questions and we don't have time to answer them all. I know, we have a feature we've been working on. Called Ask Hawaii. Ask Hawaii. That's I know. Hopefully one day will happen. We will launch it soon. Yeah. But um, yeah, so we just took uh, about 10 questions and we're going to go down the list and answer every single one as I best know. as we can. Oh man, wish us luck. I know. They're they're not too difficult, I think. You know, we're, we're well, pretty it took knowledgeable. Some research. It took I had some to research. research. I had to research a little bit. Some of these I didn't actually know the answers to. Oh, really? Mm hmm. Well, I mean, not that I didn't know. Well, I mean, I didn't know when next year's Spam Jam was going to be. We kind of know when it is. Yeah. We need to like do some research. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So the idea is that if you have a question about anything related to Hawaii, it could be something you've read in our magazine, which, by the way, our September, October that should, should be, be on, on newsstands right yeah, now, right or now. If not in your mailbox. Um, it should be. And if you have any questions about something in the issue, a past issue, a story we've written online, a post we do on social media, we welcome your questions and input and whatever. Yeah, we do. you can send that to a few different places. We have letters at hawaiimagazine.com. We have ask um, at hawaiimagazine.com. And then we also have media, media at hawaiimagazine. Which basically just goes to Kevin. Yeah, all so of So you can also just email Kevin. Literally all of those <laughs> go to me. So help. I think we get a, I think we have we a have help. We have a help. Yeah, yeah, we have um, so many email addresses that you can actually send. Right. And you can also, to. a lot of these questions, though, came from comments on social media mm -hmm. or in messenger right yep. we get a we lot do of get messages yeah so on instagram so that those are multiple ways that we can get questions it's kind of overwhelming but it's a little bit overwhelming we should just have one email address i've been saying that for a long time yeah. for everything yeah just hawaii hawaii at hawaii magazine hawaii at hawaii magazine oh, no. dot com <laughs> um anyways so this first question comes in from trevor ritchie this and is from Facebook, right? This is a Facebook Messenger okay. question. And he's, oh, I'm answering this question. You're answering right, it. I'll, I'll read it Trevor to you. Trevor Ritchie. Okay, Trevor Ritchie. Go for it. He says, I'm headed to Hawaii and will be tent camping for two weeks, starting on Oahu and ending in Maui. Any suggestions? Well, I thanks for the question, Trevor. I don't know if you mean that you're only going to be on Oahu and Maui. I couldn't really get a feel for that. Yeah. So I just focus on Oahu and Maui. Um, so just Oahu, first of all, there are 17 campgrounds, state-run campgrounds with 217 campsites. And um, you need to get a permit through the city. So it's camping.honolulu.gov, and we'll have all this in our show notes, is where you can get permits. You can reserve a campsite up to two weeks in advance, but no earlier than that. Mm -hmm. um, and there, you have, to, you have to be on the site like on Friday at 5 p.m., in order to it's pretty stringent rules yeah it is i mean it's it's pretty tough but it's not it's not bad there are some camping fees it's not too expensive um and the permit does allow for cars but you need to provide your make model and color and year of your car if you're going to use a car so that's tricky for car rentals i feel yeah definitely um anyway so some of my favorite campsites are ho'omaluhia and kaneohe which is kind of nestled against the the um the Ko'olau and I, we've featured them a lot in mm -hmm. our Instagram. When's the last time you've camped? Oh, not that long ago. Really? Where'd mm -hmm. you go? Big Island. Oh, okay. Went to a campsite out um right by the airport in Kona, actually. Can I say that I hate camping? 
Why? There's something about... Well, you want to go camping. You keep talking about camping. Oh, yeah, that one camping no, trip. No, not that, just one camping trip. Wasn't there another camping trip you wanted oh, to Oh, no, take? I hate camping. Why do you want to go camping then? I, I only want to go to that one beach in well, just on go the to Nepali the beach. Coast. You don't have to camp there. But that's more of a... But if you hate it, why would you go and do it? I just it? like sleeping in my own bed, is yeah, my no, thing. Yeah, there's people like that. Like, I've actually gone camping with friends and then driven home at night. Are you serious? And took in, taken a shower, slept in my own bed, oh woke up God. the next morning, ate breakfast, and then drove back. That is, that's like the whole part, the fun part of camping is being in a tent. No, the fun part of, about camping is like being out in nature. And then... And then going home? I hate sleeping in a tent. Why? I hate sleeping on the ground. I hate sleeping in a get sleeping a bed. Get You can get... Oh, you can sleep in your car. Like in a truck bed. I hate sleeping in my car. Oh, my God. Anyways, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Not to discourage Trevor from camping. Trevor, I think camping for two weeks sounds like a great idea. Yeah, I, right. I think you're going to yeah, have a ton right. of fun. Yeah, yeah. You seem like the kind of person who would be way into camping. You don't even know anything about Trevor. Trevor Ritchie and I, we go way back. Yeah, I, I get you. So Holtamaluhi has one. Um, plus, it's a it's you can go fishing at the um, the reservoir there. Kualo Regional Park is another good one. Um, the reason I like Kualo Regional Park, which is n- near Kualo Ranch, is because if you are already in the park, um, you can get to Mokuli Island. Oh, that's true. Early in the morning. So yeah. we've done that where we've, we've gone like at sunrise. And that's really the best time to go because the winds are yeah. a lot lighter and you're not having well, to Well, and it depends on the tide though. That's yeah. the other thing. You do you have to make sure the tide is higher if you're right. like kayaking over. Right. And then uh, Waimanalo Beach Park is another beautiful place. We've actually written a story about that, camping in Waimanalo. Oh, yeah. Um, just, just be careful of people who are, how do we say, long-term campers. <laughs> Like per- semi-permanent permanent campers. Permanent campers. Uh, I'm just saying that. I mean, you, you know, we do have a homeless problem, in, especially on Oahu. We have a lot of break-ins. We do. Um, a People, lot of. Yeah. So you just, might have a smashed wind windshield if you well, bring a car. I mean, maybe not. Maybe maybe not. But just be mindful. Don't yeah. bring like ex- don't bring your fancy equipment. Keep your valuables on you, if anything. Or don't bring them. Or don't bring them at all. Because you're going camping. But you gotta have your phone. You have to you document have your phone, the camping. But I mean, I mean, that's my most valuable yeah. asset. Oh, that probably is. Yeah, that's probably true. It's probably more expensive than your car. Oh, it's like a fourth of the cost <laughs> of my car. Okay, so Maui. We've written a story about the five most stunning places to camp on Maui. We'll put that on our show notes. But um, why not put up a state park in Hana? Is a nice one. It's near Black Sand Beach. Mm-hmm. Uh, Haleakala National Park is always a good one. Anytime you can park in a national park is great. Yeah. Um, two of those spots in Haleakala are accessible by car. Um, the other two you have to hike to. Yeah, the, they have cabins actually. Right. Like pretty deep. Yeah. It's a long hike. It's like a like a half day hike. Really. Yeah, I think it's pretty long. Oh. But it's nice. I mean, I mean that's as there. remote as you can get. Right. And then Camp Oluwalu, which is going to be in our, we're going to feature in an upcoming issue, is yes. a privately owned campsite right on the beach um, on the way to Lahaina. And and that's, a, it's a, I mean, from the pictures we've seen, it looks beautiful and mm-hmm. you can like bring your surfboards. And I feel like that's, they kind of create a community of people there. So if you want to meet other campers, I feel like that's a really good site for that. So those are my six picks. Yeah, you answered yeah. that question. And Trevor, let us know. Like, write us back and tell us where you. Absolutely. Hike. I mean, Trevor, where you camped. I'm I want to know. About so that. when I go camping. Yeah, when you never go camping. When I never go oh camping. God, whatever. Okay. Next question. You want to read this one? Sure. This is from Tom. I'm guessing Anne Mary Joe Weller. I, or it could be Tom Mary Joe. I thought it was possibly Weller. just like a long middle name, it like Tom Mary Joe Weller. It's possible. Um, anyway, so this reader wants to know regarding the law on banning not reef safe sunscreen which 
brands will be banned? That's an interesting question because um, Hawaii was the first state to actually pass a bill that in 2021 or 2021, January 1st, 2021, right. um, they will be not uh, sunscreens containing certain chemicals such as oxybenzone, which has been scientifically proven to actually bleach coral reefs and damage it, will not be so- sold on store shelves. Correct. Um, that mean, doesn't mean you can't bring it with you to Hawaii or wear it. It's not like illegal to wear. It's just it won't be sold on store shelves. Right. And the reason why there's so much time going up into this ban is that it's giving a lot of these sunscreen brands time to transition, you know, and start releasing. So really, you know, the question is, which brands will be banned? Um, And that's, no brands will be banned. Um, And I'm sure Neutrogena is going to come out with their own reef safe sunscreen. I'm sure, you know, Maui, you know, they're all going to come out with their own reef safe sunscreens. There are some on the market right now um, that we've written about. Um, I can put that in the show notes as well. But uh, Raw Love is actually one that's sitting on my desk. Uh, they have a reef safe sunscreen. Honestly, if you go to Longs or Walmart, you'll find a whole a whole slew of reef safe sunscreens already. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, none of them are being banned mm-hmm. and until 2021. You can still buy not reef safe sunscreen but then and you can bring it with you there's not gonna be like cops like on the beach <laughs> saying like hey yeah what kind of sunscreen you got on right, right but right. you know for the protection of our coral reefs i think it's pretty important that we do try to make that shift into into reef safe sunscreen that's right anyways okay. yeah thanks tom for sending in your question tom and mary tom mary. and mary or tom mary joe or tom and mary and joe honestly um anyways <laughs> this next question comes in from carrie Ooh, i'm gonna Demetor Tets? Yeah, sure. That, that sounds, sounds good. That sounds good. And she says that she's looking for some good uh, vegetarian dining options on the island of Oahu. Do you have any suggestions, Oh, Kat? yeah. I have tons of suggestions. So you've asked the right person because... Uh, I knew you would be able to answer this question, like, pretty well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think I'm going to answer it too much. So um, I'll, try, I'll try to I'll Catherine used to be the uh, food editor of I was a food editor Magazine. at our sister publication. Um, and this is kind of my wheelhouse, so I can answer this. And also, my husband tried to go vegan for three months. How did that go? I mean, it, he ate a lot of Oreos. Oreos are vegan, by the way. Are they? Yeah, frosted, unfrosted Pop-Tarts are vegan. Yeah. Wow, it sounds like going enough. vegan is, like, pretty rad. Well, I mean, <laughs> if you, you want to eat junk food. you lose weight if you're going <laughs> vegan. You, yeah, anyway, um, so I'm going to – so the nice thing is a lot of restaurants, um, on Oahu especially, but Maui too and, and others – um, have a lot of vegetarian options on their menu. So it's not just salads anymore, right? You mm. can go to Ellen Wong's and get a vegetarian dish um, that would be filling and hearty and full of like local ingredients. You can go to a burger joint and get the Impossible Burger. So I feel like a lot of restaurants now are very aware of, you know, the, the need or the, the demand for vegan op- vegan and vegetarian options. And they're making it taste really good. Oh, yeah. Like yeah, for sure. Vegetarian burgers... Yeah. Are delicious. The Impossible Burger is crazy. It's crazy delicious. I mean, it's expensive, but it's like it's like impossible how delicious it that's is. That's why it's called the Impossible Burger. I think I don't know. Anyway, anyway, back to the vegetarian restaurants. So we have a number of vegan restaurants that um, are obviously stricter than vegetarian. But I feel like if you're a vegetarian, you can eat vegan. I honestly get confused by it. What do you mean? I just don't know. Vegan is no animal product. Vegan is, and vegetarian is certain animal products. Well, yeah. So vegan is no eggs, butter. Um, so like nothing made like even from like dairy, like dairy. I don't know about honey. I think honey is okay. Is honey? But no dairy products. Okay. 
Um, and then vegetarian, you can eat, yeah, you can eat eggs and you can eat cheese. And whatever. Okay. Yeah. yeah that that's the only difference. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So I love Nalo. Have you been to I love Nalo? No, but I've but heard, heard about, about it, it so much. In Waimanalo is a vegan restaurant, um, that I, I go to actually, I really, I really love it. They have a dish called the Medi Bowl, which is one of my favorite things to eat there. And they have, um, they make their hummus out of beets. I mean, they make traditional hummus, but they have mm-hmm. a beet hummus. that's really good. They make a falafel out of taro, oh, which is super, super delicious. delicious. And a smoky eggplant baba ganoush. So it's, a, it's like a bowl of all these different elements that you can sort of eat together. And they also do something called a poi fet parfait. So it's a parfait, parfait that has poi in it, which is made from taro. Huh. And um, it has like local fresh fruits. And I remember my mom, we grew up eating poi, so that's not a weird thing, but like poi and fruits is not something we normally eat. Yeah. And I think my mom, was it my mom who was like really skeptical about it and ate it and like really enjoyed it, surprisingly? Mm-hmm. It's because actually really good. There's also been like a sort of like a cultural thing about not mixing your poi right. with other products. Right. But I do that all the time. But everyone does it all the time. I know. Everyone eats their poi with rice and Kahlua pig. and. I mean, I dump Kahlua pig into my poi bowl. Yeah, absolutely. It's so good. Anyway, so that's Isle of Nalo. Um, another one is Rangoon Burmese Kitchen, which we've just we been just to in there. Chinatown. And they, they can pretty much do most of their dishes with the option of tofu instead of protein. So oh, like I didn't you can get coconut curry with tofu. Um, and they do have some pretty substantial salads, like their tea leaf salad. Their salads are delicious. Huge. They are huge. Um, their tea leaf salad is sort of their hallmark. It's made with fermented green tea leaves. What did we have when we went? We had two salads. I we, think had we, a, got, we had the tea leaf salad. And then we also had... We had a ginger salad. That's it. The ginger um, salad was really good. That was good. They also have a mango salad that we didn't try. And it might be a seasonal thing because mango obviously is seasonal. Um, but that one... Yeah, that has fresh mangoes. It has cashews, onions, yeah. and And that's herbs. right in downtown Chinatown. Right, so. right. Um, and so if you're vegan, um, some of these salads will have like a fish sauce. Just be aware of that. So if you're vegan, please ask about the fish sauce. Mm-hmm. Vegan Hills in Kamuki is another kind of r- restaurant that I think a lot of non-vegan people eat there because it's so delicious, but they have a mac and cheese that's made with... They um, mac and cheese. What is the well, cheese made with? It's, well, you can, make, you can make a cheesy sauce with cashew. Oh. I learned this when wow. I had to cook vegan. Um, and they, they add like barbecue jackfruit in there, I guess, for like a meat element. A sure. Meat, quote unquote meat element. I always love how like um, experimental or different people have to cook when they're trying to oh, yeah, be vegan pain. and vegetarian. And it's so expensive. Oh, really? Well, because you're buying all this stuff like yeah. fresh, right? So you have to keep buying stuff. They have a nachos um, that uses house-made tofu sour cream that's really good. Really? I know. It's good. And they do brunch, and it's all vegan. So they do, like, cinnamon rolls and cinnamon swirl pancakes and French toast, all vegan. Because yeah. you can't use milk, and you can't use butter, and you can't use right. eggs. Yeah. Which is, like, everything that goes into... Into French toast. Yeah. Anyway. Interesting. So, yeah. Mud Hen Water. So Ed Kenny, who has a bunch of restaurants in town, um, his restaurant has a lot of vegetarian options like beet polke. So it's like polke made with beets and fish. Oh, I've seen fish. that before, yeah. Um, Juicy Brew in Kaimuki is also an all-vegan restaurant run by two sisters, but they do a local moko that's all vegan, so they use... How is this possible? It's possible. What well, you, they, they use... Because a local moko is all... Un- I know, it's... It's meat and egg. Basically. So they do a tofu scramble as a replacement for the egg. They use a Beyond Meat kind of... No, I'm sorry. They do an ulu bean burger so they use breadfruit and beans okay. and like sort of mix that up and serve that as a burger uh-huh. they do a fennel fried brown, brown rice underneath it 
And then they top it with a mushroom gravy. Oh, man. Yeah, no, it's delicious. We shouldn't have answered this question so close to I know, lunch. that's true. And they do a country fried steak with um, chicharron. So instead of using whatever, buttermilk or whatever, they do chicharron. So it has that like crunch and spice to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they have vegan desserts. And then the last one I came up with um, is O'Kim's Korean restaurant. Did you come with us to O'Kim's? I did not, no. So they have, it's like a kind of an upscale. They're around Korean. here, right? Yeah, they're in Chinatown. Okay. Um, they do, yeah, it's like an upscale Korean restaurant, sort of. What's the price range like? It's not bad, but yeah. they take sort of traditional Korean takeout dishes, like bibimbap or whatever, yeah, yeah, and yeah. make it healthier. So in a lot of cases, they'll do a bibimbap like without meat and oh. do other things to it. That How's their it... kimchi? Oh, good. Okay. That's, yeah. that's how I judge Korean Oh, you're Korean. I'm Korean. You should eat there. Yeah. But they have a seaweed salmon that's super popular. Actually, when we went with our team, not our team, but like a bunch of people from our office, I think half the table ordered it. Oh, really? And it's a seaweed salmon. It's slightly poached and it's topped with panko or Japanese breadcrumbs. Um, and it has pickled tomatoes and they serve it on a purple rice. And it's really good. And they also have some vegan Yeah, definitely. I want to check too. it out. Yeah, you, you posted some of that stuff on Instagram. It's I, really good. I thought it looked pretty good. Yeah, it's elevated Korean, healthy Korean food. So Karen, there are plenty of options. If that didn't answer your question, I, know. I don't know what will. <laughs> um, all right. Well, there you go, Carrie. Now you know. Yeah. Like pretty much everywhere to eat. That's true. No You're matter welcome. where you are. You're welcome. Um, okay, Greg. Greg has our next question. Greg Bodigan. Okay. I've seen the flooding issues that have caused infrastructure damage in northern Kauai. I was wondering if the damage still exists and if traveling throughout the northern half of Kauai will be problematic. Would it be best to stay on the south shore? Good question, Greg. Great question, Greg. And I actually am in a pretty good place to answer it because I went to Kauai like a month ago. Was it a month already? Oh, I think so. Actually, maybe already more than a month. Yeah. It's been a, a little bit, but uh, I went mm-hmm. with our photographer, David, and we actually went to the northern coast of Kwa'i just to check it out. I mean, you went specifically to look at the damage. To right? look at the damage. Right. And um, yeah, so we went through Hanalei, and then we went all the way to the Nepali coast um, and a state park, which is now open again, by the way. So yeah, as a short answer to the question, yeah, it's, the northern part of the island is actually pretty nice. Um, it's kind of back to normal. Hanalei is up and running again. You will run into some... Um, road work there's still a lot of their they're doing still a lot of work on their highways um and especially if you go towards Haena, you can actually see some pretty gnarly like landslide areas and mm. they're, they're still doing like one lane closures um so driving just know if you're driving through the area it might take a little longer oh that's right you guys were stuck in traffic dude we got stuck in traffic a lot but it rains but, and then you guys thought you were going to be stuck in Hanalei. that's yeah, right that's yeah when we were there there was catastrophic rains and we thought it was going to start flooding again like literally it was pooling up around us like the rain was so heavy and we were like oh wow here we go but then it cleared up um yeah so but henna state henna state park's really nice and it actually looks better than it did before especially the parking lot area they fully renovated the whole parking lot area now there's you know you don't have to park on the side of the road you can actually pull into a lot you do have to make reservations now um i wrote a whole story on that on how to kind of what you need to know before going. Um, you know, the we went to, uh, or David went to the beach, Haena, or I'm sorry, um, Hanalei Bay. Oh, right, with the pier? Uh, with the pier. Mm-hmm. The, the pier doesn't look as um, picturesque as it used to. Um, when a lot of the flooding went through, a lot of the sand got kind of dredged out. So you you can kind of see the infrastructure of the pier a little more. Um, it's, it's cool, though, but, I mean, it's not like... Before, the water would go right up to the pier, and it was super serene. Mm-hmm. 
Now it's a little more, you know, it'll all come back. Um, that'll just take time. But infrastructure-wise, I mean, all the businesses are back up and running. And, right. The roads know, are open. Roads are open. Hanalei's Hanalei again. Honestly, Princeville looked pretty much untouched. Untouched. I mean, yeah. I think they kind of were um, with all the flooding. They didn't get hit too bad because they're so high up mm-hmm. in elevation. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's beautiful down there, you know. Yeah. Um, although the southern, the south part of Kauai is also really nice if you wanted to stay there. Uh, we, that's how we ended that trip. We went to Poipu Beach for sunset, and that was like killer view. Yeah. So either way, basically, yeah. Either side of the island, it'd be fine. Yeah, <laughs> quite. Qu- back to normal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, okay. no need to worry about that. All right, Judith, can you please tell me when next year's spam jam will be? Judith, I can tell you when next year's spam jam <laughs> is going to be. It's April twenty fifth, twenty twenty. Oh yeah. Four to ten p.m. Wow. In Waikiki. In Waikiki. It'll be on Kalakaua Avenue. Yep. We were there last year. Yeah. We might be there this year again. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. If we are there, Judith, please come and say hi and tell us that you are Judith, who said, yeah, yeah, who who asked about Spam Jam. Hello. That'd be awesome. Kathy Downing wanted to know, is it possible to identify which side of which island will be the coolest in September? Kathy Downing. I have some bad news. It's hot all the time on all sides of the island. No, it's Dude, not. today is brutal. Well, it's today. What are we? In, we're not even in September yet. We're in August. We're. I know it's August thirtieth. Yeah, it's August thirtieth. But okay, so my. I, I told you this. Higher elevation will always be cooler. Totally. And valleys will always be cooler. And September, we're entering into fall. Fall. Which is kind of like our wetter. Is it our wet season? I don't uh, even know anymore. I would say like. I would almost say like January is like our wet season. Maybe, but we're still in hurricane season. We are. So which it's is, kind of a wet season. Which is, it can be a wet season. But it can, it can be also humid. be a, a really humid season. It's true. When you get those close passes, a lot of the hurricanes and tropical storms will bring like so much heat. And yeah. then there will be like a few days before they come where they like stop all the trade winds. Mm-hmm. So you're not getting any wind. You're getting a lot of humidity. What do you do? Go to Kula, you know? Yeah, I would Kula go to upcountry Maui. Maui. Upcountry. Mm-hmm. Oh, Milani so nice. Malka is actually really cool. Milani Malka is not <laughs> Nothing bad. to do there as far as like... Go to Volcano traveling. on the Big Island. Volcano is pretty cool. Yeah. If you want to cool down, I really recommend just going to like higher altitude. Yeah. And on Oahu, you're almost out of luck because we don't have like too many high altitude No, but towns. like Nuuanu and Manoa tend to be cooler. Yeah, you, get, you get valleys with a lot of rain. Mm-hmm. Kaneohe yeah. can be a little bit cooler. But it's uh, yeah, the closer you get to sea level... The hotter it is. The hotter and the leeward sides tend to be hotter than the northern sides yeah, of the island. So that's the east. No, the west. Or I'm sorry, the west side. Right. Yeah. They'll always be a little bit hotter. Waikiki is the hottest place on earth. It's not the hottest place on earth. <laughs> I, but I know what you mean. It's I sweat every hot. time I'm in Waikiki. It's rare that it rains in Waikiki. Yeah, Waikiki is, yeah, if we want to talk about one of the drier places, Waikiki is definitely, For Waikiki sure. and like Lahaina are like very right. dry spots on the island. Yeah, all the south, all the south shores. Yeah. Correct. Okay, Lorna Baldwin, is there an active Uber and Lyft or taxi service on Oahu's North Shore? We are planning to spend five weeks there. Five weeks? I know. And would like to avoid driving. Five Five weeks? weeks. Lorna, you're taking a vacation. I know. That's a good one. Where do you work that you have five weeks off? (laughs) Do you work? We have to work here like 37 years or something to get five weeks. Anyway. Um, Yeah, there's Uber and Lyft on the North Shore. Yeah, that's the short answer. That's the short answer. Is there a taxi service? Well, there are taxi services on the island. So Charlie's Taxi, right? There's taxi services. But I think if you wanted one of them to come to the North Shore to drive you, that'd be kind of... I think it'd be expensive. It'd be very expensive. It's probably cheaper to do Uber or Lyft, but also Uber and Lyft here... I mean, depending on where you're going, have you ever Ubered to the North Shore? No. Because I think from like the airport, I remember this, um, it's a long story, but let me just shorten it by saying this couple 
um, took a taxi from the airport to Hawaii Kai where I was staying. Yeah. And it's and this was like years ago, like 15 years ago, and it was 80 bucks. Oh. So I'm just saying, like, I don't know if Ubering around for five weeks will save you money. That might be a little expensive, um, especially because like depending on what time you're Ubering. I know I once tried to Uber like at like four in the morning or something. I had to go to the airport. And was it more expensive? It was way more expensive. Really? It was 60 bucks wow. from Makiki where I live, to the airport. Are you serious? I'm not even kidding. Because oh, that's it, crazy. Because it you know, depends on how many Uber drivers are out at the time, and if there's not a lot out, no. the, the, raises, or the prices get raised. Right. And then also airport, you know, if you're going to or from the airport, that's more expensive as well. Um, that's interesting. I know like if there's a special event, like if there's a concert or like a, yeah. a block party and parking is a premium, then I know it's more expensive too. Like Uber is, their rates are higher. Yeah. I've had more luck with Lyft, honestly. Lyft, I've found, has been cheaper, like, most of the oh, time. Oh, really? Yeah. Good to know. But, yeah, I mean, I don't... If you're on island for five weeks... I know. I almost want to get a rent a car. I mean, if you're going to be on the North Shore, though... Well, I guess it depends. Do, yeah. If you're just going to stay on the North Shore and you want to Uber around, that should be fine. That but should if be you're fine. thinking about, like, coming into town for any reason, I don't know if that would be... That's expensive. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of money. And you're still sitting in a car. Yeah. You don't have to drive it though. That's kind of no. Nice. That's true. You like, have to park it. Yeah, I mean that's the real problem, right? Like parking, parking in town right. is insane. Well, let us know, Lorna. I'm curious to know how that all works out for you because that'd be interesting. Mm-hmm. I think so. Okay, Ritzy May. Yeah. Quick question. Is there is a sunflower farm in Waialua open in October? Which is a good question because we just wrote about that. Mm-hmm. There's also one in Waimanalo, and the answer is uh, it is not. No, it's a seasonal thing. It's a seasonal thing. They're only open for a week. Um, yeah, it's only like a couple of weeks, yeah. really. I think this was it just time, it was like 10 days. Um, and they actually announced when they're going to be open. And even if they're going to be open, because uh, the farm specifically in Wailua is actually kind of an agri- agricultural, agri-science testing facility. Like, they're testing these seeds to see if they right. will grow. Um, so I don't even think they announced whether or not the farm will be open for the public until, you know, a few months before they know that right. the fields are up and, you know, it's... Yeah. And they've done all their And testing. I feel like it's a summer thing, right? That they do this. I think Wamanalo 2 is in the summer. Really? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not too sure on like that one, actually. early fall or yeah. whatever. Yeah. So, no, sorry to say it's not open. But there's plenty of other beautiful places to go and see flowers. Absolutely. Yeah, maybe not sunflowers, but... No. All the botanical gardens. Check those out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. This one comes from Gord uh, Lenkeek. Uh, I heard that the PPVI Trail is closed right now and that the landowner has blocked blocked access. So this, Kat, you, you did some digging. Well, I did a little bit of digging. I mean, it was, um, I think, see, I'm a little confused too, and it's something we probably should look into, but I've heard that there are signs at the PPY Trail that say it's closed. What is the PPY Trail? The PPY Trail is a, is a trail in the Kipahula District of Haleakala National Park, so it's actually in the National Park. So to say that the landowner has blocked access is a little confusing to me. Um, it's a four-mile tr- you know, track through, I guess like a, there's like a little bit of a bamboo forest and a freshwater stream and um, I've done it. You get you get to see the waterfalls. And I, I was looking everywhere to see if it was closed. It has been closed at times for maintenance. Um, okay. So I've seen those articles come up. And then I have seen that there have been folks who've done the trail and posted that there's been signs up that say it's closed and just ignore it. Um, but we couldn't get any word from Haleakala National Park that it was closed. In fact, Katrina, who was on our podcast she last week. She just did week, it. Right. She just did it. Or she wanted to do it. Yeah. 
Um, so just know that if you are interested in going to do the PBY trail, you are entering the national park, which means you'll have to pay for access to the park. Yeah. So if you're in a car, rented car, or private vehicle, it's $25, but that is valid for three days. So if you are on Maui for more than three days, um, just keep that pass with you because you can access the national park. Don't before. throw, don't leave yeah, that don't, pass anywhere. Don't yeah, throw don't it do what away. Katrina did and leave it in our hotel. Yeah, take um, that with you. If you are walking into, especially the Kipahula area, because you can access it by foot, it's $12 per person. Oh, okay. That and that's also bad. valid for three days. Okay. Yeah. As long as you're walking in. Yeah, that's um, interesting. And though. hikers tend to use that pass instead. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's just cheaper. Yeah. So I couldn't find anything about it. So, I mean, as far as I know, it's open. So, yeah. Gord, just go. And if you see a sign, I would my recommendation would be to just ignore it. Or really? ask a park ranger. Yeah, I would. That would probably be my suggestion is just ask whoever is on staff. Yeah, as soon as you go into the national park, you can ask them if it's closed. Yeah. And I would imagine they would say no. This anyway. next question comes from Thomas Kerr. This one's kind of a long one. Um, yeah, I, we can read the whole thing. I actually responded to Thomas. He emailed me this question. Oh, really? Um, yeah, you can read the whole thing if you want. Sure. Aloha, Catherine, and mahalo for the Kailua story. My wife and I love Kailua. In fact, we plan on retiring and living in Hawaii in a year or two. That sounds awesome, Thomas. <laughs> While retiring our, sounds amazing in Retiring yeah. sounds... I'm right. surprised anyone can retire. <laughs> While our first love is Kauai, Kailua is a strong second. I did have one question. Why did you not mention the iconic restaurant Buzz's Steakhouse? I'm sure many tourists drive past Buzz's every day, judging it by the outward appearance. But as you probably know, it's one of President Obama's along with President... Sorry, I actually don't have the Clinton's rest Clinton's favorite restaurants on the islands. So he wanted to know why we didn't mention um, Buzz's Steakhouse. And... There's a couple of reasons why. So we wrestled with including um, iconic restaurants or businesses or places in Kailua for our cover story, which is um, on New Sense now, the September, yeah. October issue, um, because we know we have to mention the obvious stuff, right? Like Lanikai Beach. But yeah, on, Islands. Right. But on the other hand, we wanted to give people a little bit, I don't know, just something more interesting, newer or like... If we went to a restaurant that sure. you know what's the best dish to order so yeah. kind of just more of an insider's look at kailua but the reason we didn't include buzzes and this is just from me being a former food editor and hearing a lot of food news mm -hmm. um is that we are unsure whether or not they're gonna we don't know the status of buzzes essentially right. they are open yeah they have closed their pearl city location um, and we, you know, there's just been rumors about them opening and closing or whatever. And it was just one of those things where we made the decision not to write about it right now because we don't know. And we write two months in advance. Yeah. We have so, a track record of writing yes. about places that. In, in fact, the farmer's market that we wrote about in this issue. Yeah. They announced that they were going to close temporarily. This is a farm lovers farmer's market. Yeah. And that's the one. But today announced that they found another, another location. So it was at the elementary school. And then they had to move locations. Right. So they're moving to Polly Lanes, which isn't very far away. It's like a couple of blocks around the corner. But I mean, just in two months. Yeah. <laughs> the farmer's market that we wrote about is like not there a, a lot can happen uh, in two months and it, it's kind of yeah something we definitely struggle with a lot so yeah. when something's like we already know that something may or may not be open in two months then we probably won't write about it yeah well and like i said i don't know if they're not i, I don't know their there's status been some scuttlebutt but there's always been like not I, I hate to put that out there because it sounds horrible and i'm sure buzzes is going to call me and be very upset but the owner of buzzes yeah i know i know Buzz. i know well good i want him to because i, <laughs> I, I, need, to, yeah, then I need to know the answer to the question but 
it's just one of those things where I felt like a lot of people already knew buzzes. Yeah. Um, it is an icon. I mean, I've gone there a bunch of times, right across from the beach. And yeah, President Obama, of course, famously has dined there. But when they closed at the Pearl City, I think that's when a lot of people wondered, is buzzes yeah. like, you know, going to close? And they've been around for how many years? That's right. Like, they closed that Pearl City location. Right. And that I'm, wasn't that long ago. That was like a year ago? Maybe. Maybe a little longer than that. Yeah. So anyway, it was just one of those things. We made the choice to write about new restaurants instead of existing restaurants yep. or established restaurants. Um, so yeah, buzzes, please call me if you, if you can. Yeah. <laughs> Let me you know. Because we'd love for you to stay. You're you can iconic. send an email to one of our eight uh, I know. help email questions. Whatever. Just make up a word and then put at hawaiimagazine.com. We the almost end definitely have a... Yeah. It's, it's probably true. It's probably there. Anyway, those are the 10 questions that we, you know, yeah, that we pulled up. And yeah. uh, there's plenty more. And we hope to answer them as best we can on social media or through email. Um, apologies in advance for the delay. Sometimes it's a little overwhelming and it's just like the four of us. Sure. We're, we're a pretty small team. And, right. But yeah, you can always send us questions at our Facebook, Hawaii Magazine, our Instagram, at mm-hmm. Hawaii Magazine. <laughs> um, you can email them to us at media at Hawaii Magazine, ask at Hawaii Magazine, letters. as well as letters at Hawaii Magazine. <laughs> so you can contact us in so many different ways. Right. Um, yeah, we, we love ha- hearing from you. And we, yeah, we definitely love it. You know, and a lot of these questions, we'll answer them um, ahead of time. You know, I, I think we've answered most of these questions on this on the sheet. So, but this is just so now everyone can know. Right. This is general information now. Right, it is. <laughs> and if you have any questions about our answers, yeah, feel free to ask us too. Hopefully, we've covered our bases here. I don't know. I think so. If you want to give us a fact check you know uh, we can do a correction segment in the oh, next episode man. we're not oh, going to do a correction segment we can do segment. like what's moved and what's changed and what doesn't exist yeah anymore. what restaurants have we cursed by writing about them I and know. now they're closed down it feels that way sometimes it does anyways oh. thanks for tuning in to another episode of the have a little hobble travel podcast this is oh, episode, and it's 13. episode 13 13 unlucky number Oh, man. My, my apartment complex doesn't have a 13th floor. You know, I don't know if that's a Hawaii thing. Yeah, that's actually a good question. Because I know four in Japanese culture is like kind of considered an unlucky number. Right, because, because it sounds similar to death. Right, yon. She, or yon. Yon. Yeah. So, you know, I actually... But I don't know. Thir- I thought 13 was more of an American culture. It is, but the older buildings in downtown, like the Hawaiian Tel building, doesn't have a 13th floor. Oh. But the newer buildings, I think... They don't care. They don't care. But the older buildings won't have. I know a hospitals it's so strange. won't have thirteenth floor. Really? Yeah. I actually, I actually live on the thirteenth floor. On, but it's fourteen. In the sixth unit. Yeah, I'm fourteen. Though. I'm fourteen oh six. That's funny. It's weird, right? Isn't that strange? That it's, it's, ca- such a thing? it's like such a yeah. It's crazy. I mean, it's just arbitrary. Anyway. Anyways. We should have skipped this episode and called it the fourteenth episode. Oh man, no, that would confuse iTunes. <laughs> it's confusing us, actually. Yeah. Anyways, anyway, thanks for listening. Yep, and uh, please rate us and subscribe yeah. and leave comments or, yeah. Give us a little heart on SoundCloud. That's their <laughs> weird little like thing. Yeah, do whatever, it, do whatever, whatever you got to do. <laughs> anyway, we'll be back in a couple of weeks. So, yeah, have a great rest of the week. Aloha.